The McCarthy Reboot The censorship industrial complex is new in its scale and expense, but in both language and ambition, a perfect repeat of our history's darkest chapters. The more loyalty oaths a person signed, the more loyal he was. To Captain Black, it was as simple as that. And he had Corporal Kolodny sign hundreds with his name each day so that he could always prove he was more loyal than anyone else. Joseph Heller As a teenager, I read Catch-22 probably a dozen times. My idea of good writing back then was anything that made me laugh out loud. And Joseph Heller's one-hit satirical wonder is one of the great belly laugh books ever. A sentence-level romp built atop a staccato procession of paradoxical situations and loathsome characters each of whom each reminded me of a different real-life person I couldn't stand. Functionaries like Captain Black could only make me think of the principals and vice-principals who, in hindsight, justifiably, sent me to detention for most of my adolescence. When I got to the part about his Great Loyalty Oath crusade, I thought I got the joke. I was laughing, right? But through the giggling, I made the mistake of thinking I was reading a description of something long gone that the Red Scare had vanished inexorably into the past, like the Jim Crow South in To Kill a Mockingbird. The phenomenon Heller nailed wasn't dead at all, however. Both in the accusatory questions thrown at three FBI whistleblowers in Congress yesterday, and in two new contributions to Rackett's report on the censorship industrial complex, it's clear America's tendency toward debilitating state paranoia, deranged ideological surveillance schemes, and wild accusations of disloyalty are not only not over, but trace more than a hundred years into our past, with no signs of stopping. At the whistleblower hearing before the House Weaponization of Government Subcommittee yesterday, we saw yet another loud display of the once-disgraced tactic of questioning the loyalty and patriotism of American witnesses. In this case, FBI agents who take an issue with the Bureau's handling of J6 cases. The Democratic members' questions gave off a strong echo of the infamous House Committee on Un-American Activities. A scene involving California Democrat Linda Sanchez and Agent Marcus Allen was particularly upsetting. Allen's security clearance has been revoked. He's lost his health insurance. And the FBI has not given him permission to seek other employment, all because he quietly sent a letter to superiors suggesting federal law enforcement had some degree of infiltration among the crowds gathered at the Capitol which he felt raised serious concerns about the case. Stipulate for a moment that Allen was totally wrong, that he'd gotten bad information, and that there were zero degree of infiltration at the Capitol. I'd find this hard to believe, given the fact that even the lead investigator of the Democrats' J6 committee, Tim Heapy, said there was ample intelligence about threats heading into the event. But let's say he was 100% wrong all around. Would that justify the conclusion of the FBI and Sanchez? whose questioning of Allen recalled a hearing from the 50s. Sanchez, the FBI's reason behind your suspension was because it found you to have espoused conspiratorial views, both orally and in writing, which indicates support for the events of January 6th. Is that correct? Yes or no? Allen, that is the language they placed on the letter. Sanchez, that's a yes then. Do you believe it's important for federal agents to have allegiance to the United States? Yes or no? Allen, It's absolutely important that, Sanchez, cutting him off. I'll take that as a yes. Do you believe you should have allegiance to the United States to possess a security clearance? Yes or no? Allen, absolutely. In many ways, this is even crazier than the events of the McCarthy era. Because the congressional questioners aren't even asserting links to a nebulous conspiracy or some overt act, 
They're simply taking the fact that an agent privately raised a question about an FBI operation. His right under both the First Amendment and under the FBI procedure of making a protected disclosure, and using that to publicly imply that the man lacks allegiance to the United States. Have we all gone mad? New York's Dan Goldman also wondered aloud about the witnesses, putting words in the mouth of Allen, Garrett O'Boyle, and Steve Friend, saying all three had, to varying degrees, expressed support for the January 6th insurrection. Florida's Debbie Wasserman Schultz played the same game in questioning Friend, impugning his loyalty both for giving an unsanctioned interview to Russian state media and for his refusal to participate in the use of a SWAT team to arrest a misdemeanor suspect. I interviewed Friend at length last year and never once heard anything like support for the January 6th insurrection. Friend's complaints were not only highly specific and procedural, he was particularly troubled by home visits to suspects about whom there was little to Thanks no for listening to the free version of this article. To hear the full version, and for more articles and content, please subscribe at www.racket.news.